Hi, tribe. Welcome to The Entourage Effect, the world's most versatile podcast in cannabis. My name is Tony Terpene. And I'm Monica, but I go by Green Wizard Online. And we are your hosts. Today, we are smoking on some White Widow by Garden of Whedon, which I'm thrilled about because White Widow is one of my favorite strains and it is quite hard to come by out here in Vegas. Yes, it's a really nice lemony, limony. Lemon lime, piney, I think. Super creative strain. This is. It has a little tiny, tiny bit of linalool. And I think. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I think when your linalool is that small, it tends to be a little more energizing rather than relaxing. But that's just my theory. I'm a big fan. It keeps me happy, anxiety free, energized, creative, like I said before. It's not stoned like, whoa, how many fingers do I have? It's like, but it gets you really high. It's it gets me really high. It's the, it, <coughs> I think it's uplifting like a cup of tea. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. <coughs> Today, we are here to talk about <coughs> hemp. Nature's perfect food. It really is. I have heard from many people, and I really do believe it, <coughs> that hemp will save the world. I keep hearing that. And there are a few times in my life when I question that, but the older I get and the more educated yeah. I, I become about hemp, the more I have to believe that hemp can save the world. Now, before we talk about the magical, mythical and wonders of hemp. And before we get into it, too, uh-huh. this is the only thing I'm going to say that I don't have a source for, but even just the other day, I have a friend who was saying they were in China for a while, mm-hmm. and they were talking to... Some people who live there who are saying that, yeah, hemp is going to be the only solution for meeting the world's nutritional, like, population's, like, needs. Oh, like the demands of... Mm -hmm. (coughs) Yeah. (coughs) And, like, switching to hemp-based milks and things like that and... It's the only way to save the world. So... So, we, like... So, before... Yeah. Before we talk about how hemp will save the world, because it will, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about how we've been using it for a while, how we can use it. But the real reason why we're so inspired by hemp is because we went to a hemp cultivation, if you will, in um, France a few weeks ago. And since then, like, our our minds have been opened to this wonderful plant that we can definitely utilize for our future. And we should, a plant that we should start utilizing today because, um... We learned so much there and we have been so anxious, not anxious, but so antsy to share it with you guys. Yeah. It really, I mean, it's crazy. It's, I think, the perfect plant, the most versatile plant. It has many traits that no other plant has. And unfortunately, it's been clumped together with marijuana and it has been criminalized, and it really, really sucks. So, before it was criminalized, how how long, like, well, how long have we been using hemp before for? Before we get into the history, I do want to clarify something mm-hmm. about hemp. It is not the same thing as marijuana. Okay. A lot of people think that it is male marijuana, or that it is, um, you know, something like that. It is in the same family, but it is a different plant. It looks different. It grows differently. It grows in shorter amounts of time. It is more versatile. Um, 
there are differences. So just to clarify that, because I hear it a lot, uh, and it is not the case. Is They're it, not the same thing. Is it like the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? I would assume so. So like I would guess so. So. so so to me, crocodiles and alligators are both reptiles. Or like a corn hen- snake and a rattlesnake. They're both in the snake family, but they're completely different. They look different. They one is poisonous, one is not. So one is bigger, one is smaller. So hemp and marijuana air quotes are mm-hmm. both cannabis. Correct? Yes. Okay. But But Well, I mean, when we say cannabis, we really are talking about marijuana. They are in the Latin cannabis family. Got it. We can say that for sure. So is it... And hemp is required to have under 0.3% THC in it, so you'll never get high from hemp. So, okay. Your lungs would would give up before you can get high off of smoking hemp. Absolutely. It would be very, very difficult. uh, Does that mean that hemp is... So, okay. I used to think that cannabis sativa was hemp, but we actually learned that it's technically like C cannabis sativa versus can it was cannabis sativa S is the type of cannabis that we smoke and I think it was cannabis sativa L. Oh, it's L. I believe I could be mistaken, it might not be L. Wanna, Tony's looking that up right now for accuracy's sake. But but while I while I look at that, maybe we could talk about the Let's talk about the history a little bit. So, cannabis has been used for a very, very, very long time. Um, It has been... I mean, the first traced cannabis was found back in the 8,000 BC era, BCE, Mm -hmm. in uh, regions that are now known as China and Taiwan. So, the oldest cannabis date... Or, hemp, sorry, dates back to early times in Asia... Mm-hmm. What we found was a hemp cord. It was used in pottery. And we found hemp seed and hemp seed oil in food remnants. Okay. So, so we... it was used both nutritionally and industrially. Okay. So that's really, really, really cool. I'm um, not finding this. Not finding it. That's okay. Forget it. I'm not going to make it more confusing. But you got essentially the gist of it. Okay. So... Right. And then we're going to kind of abridge it. We could give you every, you know, hemp scenario since 8000 BCE. You you can make a career out of being a hemp historian. You could. Absolutely. (laughs) There's enough history to go around. But we have compiled for you guys. The greatest hits. Yes. A short short list of the notable moments for hemp in history. Not to say that the others are not notable. There's a lot of great ones. But for time sake for attention span's sake if you want to look up more uh the internet is there for you but with that said 17th century america what was known uh or what is virginia massachusetts and connecticut farmers were ordered by law to grow hemp it was required if in the 18th century you were not growing hemp you could be sentenced to jail well prison right can you imagine being forced to grow a plant? You know, like it was legally? required. Like the, the United States needed it. Can you imagine the police busting in your door? <laughs> Everyone, freeze! Open up. Where's you your have hemp no plant? Hemp. <laughs> I know. Right? Let me see your hemp plants. 
It was actually considered legal tender, so for over 200 years in the colonies. It was the only currency you could use to pay your taxes with. Man, we Isn't should... that crazy? I... Paying your taxes with hemp. That, I don't, why, why don't we do that now? It sounds like, like a great I idea. Know. It's like, people make it sound like a bad thing, and I'm sure there's a lot of, like, complaining and bitching and moaning back then, but, like, that sounds so nice now, and quaint, and lovely. And, and then, it sounds like a great way to uh, make your people a little more self-sustaining, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Like, I have, a, like, I have a lot of faith in a nation who can all grow hemp plants. And the thing is, I think it's a lot more trustworthy, if you think about it, because, I mean... We all trust our lovely government. Just mm-hmm, kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you're blindly giving the government money, and I hear a lot of people complaining, especially in Nevada, that, oh, yes, we're bragging about these huge numbers of uh, tax revenue we've made in cannabis, but where is that money going to? The roads still haven't been fixed. The schools haven't been updated. But when you give hemp to the government, you know, like, okay, like, can't i mean yeah you can sell it but most likely they're going to make use of it rather than misuse absolutely i mean who knows i mean if you're really hell-bent on doing something bad well that's an in- with anything but i'm just only starting to consider it so is this i is it true that the declaration of independence was written on hemp yes, paper it was written on hemp paper that's a so fact really that yes is that so, why it, it's maybe that's why it's still kicking you know like it's possible <laughs> that it would like preserved better for that I, reason mm-hmm. but you can see like such a huge such a huge document was written on hemp paper you can tell how important it was historically to the united states and the rest of the world was the same. I'm, you know, we're just kind of going into the U.S. history at this moment. So. Uh, fast forward to 1937, the Marijuana Tax Act was placed, starting to place a tax on all cannabis sales, and hemp was grouped into it. Hemp was starting to threaten a few big businesses, not unlike cannabis was, and therefore they started discouraging people from growing hemp. Okay, so, so total flip around. So basically, until 1937, our whole human history, we've been using this plant for everything. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, it is just it becomes it illegal. It's a booming industry, dude. I guess it's. I mean, it's the same thing that happened to marijuana. I cannabis. guess. I guess if you're like the president of a paper company, and you, <clears throat> and everyone knows about hemp on the Declaration yeah. of Independence freak you and you're out. making hemp about yeah and you're making paper out of trees that probably not uh, good for your business exactly hemp is also super versatile we'll get to that in a second but when you can start making oil and cars and things like that the automobile industry won't be too happy either speaking of which in 1942 Henry Ford built an experimental car body of hemp fiber which ended up being 10 times stronger than steel Wow, so Again, that is crazy. goes to show we could have really innovated with hemp. We could have moved forward with it and everything, but of course, these companies, I'd assume, were set in their old ways and did not want to see this happening. Henry Ford, stop doing that. Well, so did he want it? It seems like he would have wanted it to happen. It sounds if like he was. I don't know. I'm no expert on this topic. I would. I'm guessing either. I'm sure he wanted to make it, 
Mm-hmm. But the rest of the industry was not on board. Well, with it, it would probably be bad for his business to make a if he can make a, a his own version of his car. Sometimes stronger than steel that yeah. would last a lot longer. It would need less repairs. He probably, I mean, it was an experimental car body. He, I'm sure, wanted to lower like the prices on his end, mm-hmm. and then realized, oh crap, like <laughs> this is. This might bite us in the butt later. Hmm. Who knows? But it was definitely going to threaten that industry. Okay. So when does does hemp ever make a comeback? Yes. There's another flip-flop. Uh, I believe also in 1942, uh-huh. the USDA at some point initiated what was called the Hemp for Victory campaign. And I was kind of mind-blown about this, but it's... it was during World War II. I believe, mm-hmm. and they the government needed hemp again. Like, mm. shit, we, we need hemp. And they basically convinced people that hemp will help them win the war. We need hemp. And they made it an initiative for everybody to grow hemp, leading to more than 150,000 acres of hemp production. Whoa. So they first make it illegal, and then they make it mandatory? It basically, when, when they need it, they make it legal, is the pattern we've been seeing. Hmm. And then, a few years later, 1957, the last commercial hemp field was planted in Wisconsin. Okay. After that, a few years later, 1970, Controlled Substances Act put marijuana as an illegal Schedule One drug, um, which means all the regulations that come with it. Uh, and that's industrial hemp, too. It was just pushed with marijuana, and we could no longer use it. But now it is making a comeback again. And in 1998, we began to import food-grade hemp seeds and hemp oil. And in 2007, the first license for hemp went out in North Dakota, I believe. Hmm. Okay, so... So, we're back in business. We're slowly getting back up there. There's still a lot of stigma behind hemp due to all this uh, uh, ridiculousness happening in the early to mid-1900s. It seems a little... It seems like we're moving backwards for some reason. I wish I could give you guys the exact reason why, but... Unfortunately, There's... It's... You probably could sum it up with corruption, but I'm sure you could get even more specific about it then. But it makes sense with when a plant like this that has so many uses, um, <clears throat> I can see why some people don't want it around. Uh, a lot of people also, there's like that side of the coin, there's the people who know of the uses and are threatened therefore don't want it around but there's also the fact that because of the stigma because of the all that stuff that happened a lot of people don't know about hemp mm. and I, so I think that it's really both sides there's people who know and are threatened and the people who if they knew would be all on board for it but yeah. just don't know how versatile it is we don't talk about it I mean even Cannabis, Like, we're talking about CBD all the time, and yeah, sometimes we talk about hemp-derived CBD, but aside from that, we don't really talk about hemp a lot. You don't hear about hemp on the news like you do CBD. CBD is, you know, the America's sweetheart right now on the news, but I think hemp should be too, and it's kind of on the sidelines. Yeah. It's the understudy right now. So, so... Hemp can be used as f- 
fiber, right? Mm-hmm. I'm actually wearing my hemp shirt right now. Yes, you can make textile, mm-hmm. so clothing, things like that, cloth. We, at this hemp cultivation we went to in France, we bought some bags, which we absolutely love, fully made <coughs> of hemp, except, of course, you know, the zipper. Mm-hmm. Tony has his shirt from there. We saw some shoes there. We absolutely love it. It's super sturdy, a beautiful... I don't know, man. It's my favorite shirt of yours. I think it's your favorite shirt, it's too. Def- it's my favorite shirt to wear, definitely. Very comfortable, not too itchy. And make great rope out of it. You can make anything with plastic out of Yes, hemp. anything made with plastic can be made with hemp instead. Can you imagine that for our landfills? Just so much more biodegradable. So much more. Yeah, just planet-friendly. You can make paper from it. There's something uh, that France developed <laughs> called hempcrete, which is a... Mm. It's made with hemp shiv, which is the chopped, woody part of the stem, and a lime-based binder. So you make concrete out of that with hemp, hemp. Hempcrete blows my mind. It is slightly more expensive than regular concrete and takes several weeks to cure. Those are basically the only cons, though, because it's super breathable, pest-resistant, non-toxic... There's no weird off-gassing, solvents, um, any of that, which can be an issue. It is mold-resistant, high vapor permeability, humidity-controlled, durable, super-sustainable, great insulator. You said fire and pest-proof already? Did I? I don't know, but that's definitely another thing. It's just, it's super great, superior to concrete in many, many ways, a lot eco-friendlier, like I said before. And a lot of people are opting to start making houses and factories with them. I can't wait to see hemp... Buildings. Hemp dispensaries and hemp grow-ups. Hemp skyscrapers in LA, yo. Oh, man, that'd be crazy I'd like to see that in New York. And they're the ones that are going to resist the earthquakes the best, I would assume. And I think that... I believe that hempcrete is part part of the secrets to the future of hemp success i do too um and and the success for of the people who are growing it because the hempcrete i mean concrete's a pretty high it's something that's in demand um and hemp production can on a smaller scale can help small family businesses find a lot of success um the yeah. when I the first time I heard of hempcrete was during some TED talk about hemp, which we should have watched before this oh, to really man. to really like get the juices flowing. I totally forgot to mention it, but you guys could watch it. If you just like search TED Talk hemp, you'll find this businessman who start who has a business who believes that if every family starts growing hemp for hemp concrete purposes or also nutritional purposes, mm-hmm. then they could, you know, have their own family business that can feed, sustain, and I really think that hemp is the take care of their families. Yeah, for sure, it's a fuel alternative. Of course, we all know CBD. You can get hemp-derived CBD oil, isolates, things like that. But my personal favorite is its nutritional benefits. You can make all sorts of things. You can use the seeds as is. I mean, shell them first. You can make flour out of it. Uh, I'm talking about flour, like, for baking, not the bud. (laughs) I mean, you can use the bud, but that's more CBD. Um, But, yeah, you can make flour, protein powders, milk, cheeses. Hemp cheese is super good. 
Um, and the man who we talked to, who owns the cultivation in France, focuses on the nutritional hemp. So completely organic. We don't want any pesticides in our food. Mm-hmm. According to the USDA, which is uh, the National Nutrient Database, or their nutrient database, one tablespoon of hemp seeds weighing 30 grams contains 166 calories, 9.47 grams of protein, 14.62 grams of fat, but let me remind you, those are good fats. You want those. 2.6 grams of carbs, good carbs, including 1.2 grams of fiber, 0.45 grams of sugar. It's not a lot of sugar. Not a lot. And it's natural sugars again. It's not, you know, those bad sugars you want to be avoiding. Mm -hmm. 21 milligrams of calcium, 2.38 milligrams of iron, 210 milligrams of magnesium. It's a great source of magnesium, guys. Um, 495 grams of phosphorus. Is that how you say it? Correct. 360 milligrams of potassium, 2.97 milligrams of zinc, 33 micrograms of folate, and it provides a bunch of vitamin C, some vitamin B, A, and E. So I, the... the, So super, super, super nutrient dense and can replace a ton of things. The man on the, um, the man at the cultivation informed me that hemp flour has more protein than meat. And that's Three crazy. Three times more protein than your serving, your average size serving of dinner meat. That's crazy. Cause, you know, protein is not in flour. We're, you know, like right, you don't yeah. you don't associate those White two things together. White flour isn't very nutritionally dense. There's some other flours that do better, but in general, and we all know that vegetables do have protein in it. Mm-hmm. Some more than know. the others. <laughs> But in general, a lot of people who think protein go straight to meat. But it's crazy because, like we said, there's more protein, three times more, in hemp seeds than meat. And it's super easy to incorporate them into your diet. You can throw them into soup over salad. My absolute favorite snack right now is I take some strawberries, a little bit of sugar, medicated sugar if I can get my hands on it, and I sprinkle hemp seeds over it, and it's delicious with strawberries over fruit salad, you can put it in anything. It's so freaking good. Pasta. It's mm-hmm. great to top on pasta. Mm-hmm. You can just and you get your whole, you know, all of your protein right there. It also has the perfect balance of omega threes and omega sixes. Yes, that isn't found anywhere else in nature. It is the only plant that has the perfect balance of them because you don't want too many omega sixes in your diet. It's very important to have a good ratio. So that what and that's what makes it such a great substitute <coughs> for. Uh, things like eggs and fish. Yes, things um, that you probably are eating or are told you want to be eating for the good omega, for the good omegas. However, those tend to mess with your cholesterol, which actually hemp seeds lower. Oh, interesting. It contains something called phy- phytosterol. I don't know how to say it. Phytosterols. But basically, uh, this is an agent that helps to reduce the cholesterol in your body by removing the fat that's built up in the arteries. So it is actively working to lower your cholesterol, too. Wow. Which I think is super cool. That is something that a lot of people want to look at. Cholesterol going up is uh, very common in aging, so especially 
as you start to get older, really want to start looking at those hemp seeds. Especially when you stop thinking about your diet. Absolutely. <clears throat> it's, I guess you could say it's also kind of a cheat, you know? What do you mean? Like, I want to say, like, we should rewrite the saying to make it say, like, a spoonful of hemp seeds keeps the doctors away. Oh, you I know? guess that makes sense. Because oh, it is like I a feel cheat. like you could completely neglect your diet, you just go off, but you eat a bunch of hemp seeds every day, and I'm not saying to do this, don't do this, guys, please, but I feel like it would counteract a lot of the bad things. Well, so you're saying, okay, so I could imagine someone who maybe maybe some better if you eat your hemp seeds and maintain a healthy lifestyle like that you'll be like a super person maybe maybe your cholesterol is so high because you eat too many eggs and cheese so if you want to reduce that replace it with hemp right cheese and maybe that could help a lot and it it seems to me based on based on the science sprinkle some hemp seeds on the omelet oh my gosh what it comes down (laughs) to so hemp does good Hemp has all 10 essential amino acids, so it it is a phenomenal way to start your day. Like, when I, when I wake up and I don't want to eat breakfast, but I know, like, I should put something in my stomach for whatever reason, a spoonful of hemp does help me out, like those uh-huh. seeds that we have in yes. our kitchen. But the... Just have a big jar of hemp seeds. Yeah, and I, I, I wonder what the minimum amount of hemp is is needed to like function. I don't know. It's probably not that much. I I bet you 30 grams you know is a good start. And guys, it's really not which is like an ounce. They definitely say to start slow. Mm-hmm. Start with like a small spoonful and work your way up to two. But it's definitely not like a struggle. It's not a hard thing to do. I'm not like It tastes great. It tastes amazing and like you they're very small but if you do bite into them they have the consistent, not the consistency of avocado, but you can tell it's that good fat. You know that it's really wholesome. You can tell that something great was going to grow out of that seed. <laughs> and it's really easy to hide in other meals, like Monica's yeah. strawberry thing. or Get uh, them in. It adds a little bit of like mouthfeel, I guess. It's fun. It adds some texture. It adds a slight, slight nutty taste, which complements, I think, everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've put it on ice cream. One of my favorite breakfasts was I would get, like, some vanilla soy yogurt. So just get some yogurt, top it with hemp seeds. Oh, my freaking gosh. Man, I could eat that. You were on that for a while. Oh, my gosh. It just, the store's inconsistent with stocking the yogurt. Otherwise, I would still be eating it every day. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I could eat it every meal, and I think I have for a few days. It's also a huge, huge source of magnesium, which I mentioned before which solves all sorts of issues. So if you have, if you're low in magnesium, hemp seeds, guys, that's also for aging women especially. You want to make sure that your magnesium levels are high. Mm. Not high, but, you know, well elevated in a healthy range. I think from now on, every time, I'm going to use hemp as my post-workout recovery Yes, it's an amazing pre-workout, post-workout. We bought this amazing flour from this cultivator, and it was a protein powder. We have his flour, we have his protein powder, and the protein powder... forgot about that. ...is made out of hemp flour, cacao, so no sugar added, just the... just the bitter... the bitter cocoa. Um, Some black... and some black rice flour, I believe. 
Wow, that's crazy to, like, use... use... And that's a pre-workout, and he said, you know, mix it in your coffee, mix it in some milk, water, hot chocolate, make hot chocolate with it, kind of, um, whatever you want, but he said use that as a pre-workout, post-workout, it's incredible, it has your protein, it has all of those vitamins, all of those omegas, ugh, it's so good. (laughs) The, is there any downsides to hemp? It sounds too good to be true. So... It, it, I mean, it is nature's perfect food, but there is one precaution I would like you to take. Mm. Sorry to be a uh, to be raining on the parade, but hemp seeds do inhibit platelet formation and interact with anticoagulant medications. Yes, that means that uh, you're going to be more prone to bleeding mm-hmm. if you have an issue with that. If you've been prescribed an anticoagulant. You might want to speak with a medical professional, uh, preferably your doctor, before consuming (coughs) hemp, especially in large amounts. Maybe a little bit probably wouldn't do any harm, but definitely speak with them on that because you don't want it to counteract your medicine. This is very similar to why we tell people to maybe avoid CBD before talking to their doctor if they're on medications such as heart medications that tell you to avoid grapefruit. Grapefruit, it inhibits, I believe, an enzyme in your liver that breaks down medicine, certain medications. And if your medication tells you not to consume grapefruit, same thing with CBD, don't consume it because it might do the same to the medicine. And then not only is the medicine not doing its job, but you're getting a buildup of unprocessed, unbroken down medicine in your system, which can be toxic. I mean, they're toxins. They're supposed to go through your body fast, and the medicinal aspect, you know, works its stuff. But the carrier, the other stuff in the pill, is supposed to get out of your system fast, and when it doesn't, can cause some issues. So, with that said, sorry for that tangent. Be a little bit careful with that if you're on an anticoagulant. Ask your doctor before consuming help. At least massive, massive amounts of it. Yes. You're just gonna like put on your cereal and, and probably don't need to ask your doctor, but probably not. But <laughs> but if you're gonna like use hemp to if change you're gonna your go life ham, yo, and change your I mean, diet, I might as well talk to your doctor, see what your your limits are. Exactly, but that's just man, it's just blowing my mind, and it sounds like the opposite. Um, it sounds like the opposite. Um. Like to use flour, uh, like it sounds like the opposite of good advice to use flour for protein. But it's crazy because hemp flour right? has so much protein. I know. It just makes me want to like eat flour all the and time. And that changes the game. Like you can and make... bake with it. So if you don't want to be using the hemp seeds, you can just you make brownies, but replace the the flour with hemp flour. I mean, so I'm looking around my this room, mm-hmm. this room I'm in right now. And it seems to me like everything in here can be made from hemp. Completely. Everything. Can this bong be made from hemp? Oh, that's a good question. I'm sure hemp bongs, I hope they exist. I mean, if we really tried, I'm sure we could make like a hempcrete bong. Oh, that would be funny. Right? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it's doable. I just googled hemp bong and I'm not really finding anything. Wait, I think I saw one. Is... There, oh, Grass City. I used to use Grass City 
all the time. Uh, Grass City has, all right, has some of the best like forum advice from other seasoned stoners. It's crazy. It's great. Um, but yeah, and I did not. We didn't find a. Hemp I think what pipe, but I, it did remind me, guys. Hemp wick. Oh yeah, hemp wick. Duh. Every stoner's favorite accessory. You see, it's so versatile. We need hemp. Hemp is life. I feel like the literally. only thing hemp can't do is glass. So the only thing it can't replace in this room is like this light these bulbs, light bulbs. The bong. Yeah, that's about it. But it seems like, and it's so it's the stock that makes it so versatile. It's it's. Yeah, you can use every part of the plant. Yeah, it has a really, it has a... You can use the seed, you can use the bud, you can use the leaf, you can use the stalk. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Cool. All right, is there anything you'd like to add? I think I'm... You know, you probably can make hemp glass because I've heard that you can make corn glass. Whoa, okay. Like That ma- might be possible then. Like I hear that McDonald's buildings are made a, lo- made a lot out of what? corn. That's crazy. So I'm sure like hemp... That's crazy. Oh, well we didn't even talk about how hemp can clean the environment. I was thinking that just now. I just... <laughs> I mean, we kind of touched on it in each part, but it's very environmentally friendly. I mean, and... first of all, if we can replace plastic with hemp... That's much more biodegradable. But also, so hemp does this thing where if you have a patch of soil that oh, is... Oh, that's right. How did we... I know. Sorry, we totally forgot for about this. this. So hemp has this thing where if there's a patch of soil, like a big, huge acre of soil that's not good, maybe maybe it was monocropped too much, or maybe it's lacking a, like some nutrients, um, you can help revitalize that crop of land by planting hemp there because and then hemp will absorb some of the nasty stuff in fact hemp is being used to clean up radiation in chernobyl um so that's that blows my mind yeah so right now a farming term and i don't remember it at the moment but basically yeah when you use the land for crops too much the soil gets depleted of nutrients. Monocropping. And, yeah. So, after a certain point, you are, as a farmer, required to put something else that is not a crop, per se. You can't put your corn, you can't put your wheat, you can't put your barley. You have to put wildflowers or something that's going to restore nutrients into the soil. And hemp does that exquisitely to the point where they're trying to get the radiation out of the earth around Chernobyl. They're planting a bunch of hemp around the area and there's a really cool term for it when they use plants to clean yes. to clean uh radiation and hemp is one of those plants that could do that it it takes all of the nasty stuff out of the soil and it absorbs it well, into the metals, plant radioactive materials things like that and then the uh and then the plant and then you can like you know pick the plant and Maybe get rid of it some way because it's not it's not completely useless, but you don't want to eat it. You can probably make hempcrete out of it, but probably not the best move to make hempcrete out of radiated hemp. 
but I would but assume you, they want to dispose of that Humvee. But you def, but you yeah, you could, you could dispose of it and then start planting. You can either plant more hemp to either make it more clean or plant more hemp I for found, its resources. I found the word. It is phyto remediation. So yes. that makes sense. Phyto like plant and remediation remedy. So this really is nature's perfect plant. It can even. Um, Reverse our mistakes, yeah, per se. Yeah, exactly. And that is so wild. OMG. It's insane. Hemp is wonderful. Oh, and we need to... We need to make it... I I think... <sighs> if you're listening, Trump, I think we should start making it mm-hmm. legal again to... Or making it mandatory for everyone to grow hemp again. Because or this stuff is initiated. killer. Or at least initiated. I mean... <laughs> Okay, maybe make some sort of initiative to convince people <laughs> a little reward. Maybe a little tax break or something. Maybe something like that. You know, yeah, you make know. it make it work. We've done it before. Let's do it again. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been super fun. We are very passionate about hemp, especially since speaking with this wonderful man who took the time to educate us. And There's... inspire us. Absolutely. And and it's it's just so cool to you see. You can tell his youth and everything. It's just insane how good this plant is and how he's known this for so long. And I feel like the world is just catching up. I know we threw a lot of stuff at you just now. We apologize. And we'll probably go more in-depth in other podcasts sorry not sorry but you came here to learn <laughs> so much and there's so many cool things about hemp and we're so. definitely going to talk to talk more and more about it the more we learn about it yes but the I think, learning is not done but i think that this was a good good scratcher of the surface uh-huh i, I still i still want to a learn more overview of everything i still want to learn more how to use hemp like i want to yes. know how it how it does all how it's used how as you building can material it more in your life how yeah. you can get a hemp house done absolutely mm-hmm. there's huh? yeah there's some crazy 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 cool <laughs> cool things that i've been learning about hemp and can't wait to share them to share them even more until next time guys thank you for hanging out with us and tuning in to another episode of the entourage effect if you've made it this far you are an og you are awesome and we have one last exciting announcement before we take off per popular demand we have started a patreon if you don't know what that is it is a website patreon.com entourage effect where you can go and donate to us there are you can make an individual donation or there are different tiers with incentives so for example if you pay a certain amount a month we will have an episode of our podcast which is sponsored by you or things like that you can go check it out and the money will be going towards more equipment to make better podcasts better content better more learning mm-hmm etc we are passionate about cannabis education so if you want to passionate about free cannabis education too but unfortunately sometimes that takes funds on the other end (laughs) so so if you would like to support free cannabis education and become a patreon you can do that patreon is also a really fun way of really seeing directly where your money is going it's kind of blog-esque where we'll tell you exactly what we're doing with that money so it's not gonna go to nothing and we're gonna start using uh patreon as a social media outlet because it's got a little cool it's pretty lit it's got, <laughs> it's got some tumblr vibes to it and i really like it i'm, and I'm seeing and I'm, it i'm gonna start it. posting more and more in it 
And um, so that is a really easy way for you guys to support the podcast. If you don't want to give us your money and it's to support the podcast, that's okay. You could Feel you free could to just share, just check out the the litness that we're gonna have going on on Patreon. Make sure you no pressure. Yeah, if you make if you another easy way to help will be to a nice little review or you know yeah absolutely like my, like or Monica keep said. tuning into our podcast. Your views matter. Your feedback matters. Definitely, if you don't want to or it cannot help monetarily. We love feedback. Feel free to DM us. Let us know what we can do better. Yes, because we love having or you Or what here. topics we should cover. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we will see you on the next episode. Take care, and until then, stay elevated. Bye, Drive. Bye.